everybody and welcome to a very special Dan and Frankie Go to Hollywood presentation uh, where we are going to be launching our brand new series right now called Cinema Scene because movies are in cinemas and they have scenes and we have seen the movie in the cinema so it's very clever when you think about it. Anyway, for those of you who have absolutely no idea who we are, I'm Dan. And I'm Frankie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so last night we went along and we checked out a brand new movie called Dune Part 2. Now, this is going to be a spoiler-filled discussion. Um, if you have not seen the movie, by all means, go out and have a look at it. Come back, have a listen to what we've got to say about it. If you don't care for it, but you just love the sound of our voices, which, yeah, <laughs> we can't blame you, uh, then by all means, stick around and, you know, by the time that you're done with us, you probably won't need to see it because we'll tell you everything you need to know. Um, so this is, of course, the sequel to Dune Part 1 hence the title, um, and it's uh, once again directed by Denis Villeneuve, yes, there you go, <laughs> I didn't pronounce his name, Denis, uh, and uh, so according to the IMDB synopsis, Paul Atreides unites with Chani and the Fremen while seeking revenge against the conspirators who destroyed his family, wow, doesn't that sound riveting? Um, so what, what were your, what were your first impressions of this film, Frankie? Cause, uh, you, you were quite a fan. Yeah. Well, I thought it, um, it did really well at flowing on from the first one. Mm -hmm. It, it did, it does feel like one full story. It's got the same sort of visuals and score and sound and everything. I'm, I'm glad we were at the good cinema again for mm. the, for that sound. Um, Yeah. Okay. And also, I should drop in a little note. Uh, thank you very much to Universal and Warner Brothers Australia for bringing us along. Uh, to Wendy and Sarah, just in case they're possibly listening to this. I don't know. Uh, thank you to everybody who had us along last night. It was tons of fun. Um, well, I mean, the event was lots of fun. I, yeah, look, I mean, I... I... I'm going to get flamed for this, I'm sure, because going into this, I, I was aware that it debuted at 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. It slipped all the way down to 97. Uh, it had like 4.5 on Letterboxd. Like, people were going nuts over this film. Um, and so, yeah, look, I, I, I liked the first one. I surprised myself at liking the first one because I thought it was going to be a far more boring kind of film that was bogged down in a lot of, you know, <laughs> things that, that I got in the second one. Um, <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. Especially like the visuals, the sound, all of that sort of stuff. Um, so going into this one, I thought, okay, keep an open mind, you know, but it sounds like it's going to be great. Yeah. I, I was very in the middle on this one. Um, for me personally, look, I'll, um, I think my letterboxd review sums it up really well. Uh, the good, astounding visuals and sound, brilliant performances, production design was gorgeous, uh, because yeah, f on a technical level, as I said to you last night, it was a flawless film. Um, you just, yeah, there's nothing bad I can say about what I saw and heard. Uh, yeah. but the bad, 
A story bogged down in religion and politics, central protagonists become douchebags, some characters have no real arc, narrative was incohesive, and some characters went from one place to another with no explanation why or how. Middle ground for me, not bad but not great. Um, I do have a comment about one thing that just popped into my head when I right. read that, that, that may come from a choice from Denny, I don't know. But mm -hmm. when I was doing, watching that interview about prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal for mm -hmm. our other episode, he did mention at one point about how, like, you know, character gets out of a car, then it cuts to in the house because you don't need to see them walk up mm -hmm. to the house from the car because that's not important. Oh, yeah. And so I have wonder if that's the thing like what you mentioned the scene mm. where he has to go into the desert for the night mm -hmm. to do whatever and he kind of starts walking and then Zendaya turns up and mm -hmm. they hang out and then suddenly it switches to something else mm. so I I mean it was weird it was weird it took me a while to go oh mm. okay we're later now and this stuff's happening and mm. figuring out who's on screen because they've mm. all got their heads covered up yeah yeah um but I just figure her meeting him was I guess the only important thing and the rest of what he did then didn't mm -hmm. really matter because it seems like I haven't read the books and I know the first book is quite long so it felt to me like there's the whole story and just the important bits have been mm. picked out and it's just kind of it's kind of like the iron claw like there's so much story that you end up just going okay this and then this and then this and then this yeah yeah it's a bit more of that kind of story rather than just flowing mm. through mm. fully. Oh, look, I get that. And I mean, from a filmmaker point of view, I, I yeah, I, I know what that's like where you've got to, you know, cut things out in order to get your movie down to a certain runtime or whatever. Like, I, I mean, I've had experience with that and it's, it's incredibly frustrating. Um, but that particular... And I know there were other parts of the film where it did it as well but the one that stood out was yeah as you said so uh paul and chani go into the desert because he has to uh he's being tested so he's got to go out to a certain point uh and then return like survive the night um she goes along with him and you sort of think okay like there's a bit of a you know romantic thing developing between the two which is nice um and then the very next scene there's an attack on one of these monstrous mining tanks out in the desert. And yeah, as you said, the faces are covered up. So you're like, oh, who are these people? And then I didn't realize that was Chalamet at first. I At first, mm. I thought she was with the girl that she's often with. Right, right. Yep, yep. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's Chalamet. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, all of a sudden it's them. And I'm like, hang on a second. Like, that is too much to cut out because... Mm. Not only did we go from night to day, but there was just, you know, oh man, anything in between. Just like a, a one minute scene of him returning and, uh, you know, Javier Bardem, uh, his character Stilgar, uh, congratulating him on coming back. But, you know, let's get some sleep. We've got a, you know, an important mission in, in the morning, you know, something like that. Just put that in there to tie it together and there were other parts in the film and i can't remember specifically because of course we only saw it you know for the first time last night and uh, you know a three-hour film or nearly three hours does everything doesn't uh, land in the memory banks but uh there were other parts that just i thought it was kind of all over the place a little bit and 
yeah that that to me it just sort of took me out of the film here and there um so yeah um what what i mean okay in terms of the performances and stuff like who were some of the standouts for you uh well as i said austin butler was the big standout for me mm-hmm. um i remember seeing pictures of him in character and i i wasn't sure because i saw the 80s film the um david lynch film that got botched up by the mm. studio and whatever mm-hmm. and i don't really remember it because right it's, it's not I've, i i just i can't remember details now but i do yeah. remember sting in that with his crazy hair and just mm. having a great old time and so when i saw pictures of austin butler and he looked so different and so serious and bald mm. um i was like oh not too sure about this but of right. course as soon as he comes on screen i'm like oh nope nope he's got it yeah. he's, he's got the whole conveying a lot without much expression mm. and oh, just man. is just an amazing mm. psychopath character that's so he fun would, to yeah. watch and that gladiator scene mm. was so good that was one of the best because i mean it's i think that was the first time we really mm-hmm. saw his character i can't remember the order of things but it, it was a big First big scene, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember if that other thing of him walking down the corridor with the... Mm. Oh, no, that was after, wasn't it? Because they were watching him. Anyway, um, and then there's those other characters around with their costumes on looking like demons or something, mm. the big horns and stuff. Yeah, so it's just, yeah. It just looked so good, that scene. Oh, it really did. And that's, that's why, I mean, you know, with my letterbox rating, I've gone with a two and a half, which I know some people out there are just going to be like... How can you do that? Oh my God, I'm turning this podcast off right away. Hear me <laughs> out. Um, it Look, if it hadn't been for the technical aspect of the film, how it looked, how amazing the costumes were, how great the performances were and, and the casting, like all of that stuff, um, yeah, it would have been a far worse film for me. So I had to put it on a middle ground, you know, because... I yeah look for me just the the story it just the way it, uh, it I, I, for me it was kind of like the Matrix sequels like the first Matrix film you had an introduction to these amazing characters you really you know were curious as to what's going to happen next it was um, this really cool sort of superhero origin story I know that the first Dune wasn't that but um, it still really left you wondering what was going to happen and then the second matrix film was just like this confusing mess where it just kind of went in a different direction than anyone was really expecting and you know i kind of got the same thing like this whole thing with um paul becoming the messiah and stuff was cool but i i thought they just kind of honed in on it too much like they dwelled on it you know a bit too much um it I was actually really funny because like i said i didn't remember the other dune that i watched so mm-hmm. i didn't remember any of the plot or character stuff at all mm-hmm. and i am not a chalamet fan so don't shoot me for that but i just he always looks like he's about 12 and <laughs> um <laughs> and so i i you know he was fine as this character but mm. i just couldn't really take him 
super seriously. Mm. But then that scene happens where he does the final test for the with the Fremen and mm-hmm. rides the worm. Yeah, yeah. And that was such a good scene. That mm. was one of those scenes that you just get so caught up on it and you just want to like jump up and cheer when when it happens. Mm. And so I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe maybe I can get on board with him. Mm-hmm. And then he turns into an asshole. Exactly. And-, <laughs> and I'm just like, and I forgot that happened. I'm like, wow, we're like a movie and a half into this mm. and suddenly the main character character is an asshole and then he has that fight with austin butler i never Mm. remember that guy's name Um, uh the character's name is fade Fade. rother or rother rother fade anyway let's just call him fade yeah and so they're having their fight at the end and i'm sitting there going i don't even know who i'm supposed to root for in this (laughs) fight because austin butler or what's his name Fade. fade fade yeah fade is a like psycho and the bad guy but he's awesome exactly and paul is an asshole so, yeah yeah uh, exactly that's i actually mm. wanted Faye to win i knew he wouldn't because mm. he's the bad guy and a psycho but i kind of wanted him to because yep. paul was just annoying me so much mm-hmm. and also his mother mm-hmm. um i i was really excited because i love rebecca ferguson and mm. and she i'd seen pictures and she looks really cool and mm. then she was annoying as well so i'm mm-hmm. like dude do we want to keep the atreides family going <laughs> yeah but see this is what i mean like things like that bring a movie down for me i know they weren't as bad for you and that is awesome i mean you know god i wish i could have had the same experience that you did um but yeah like you know for me to actually enjoy a story i've got to like the characters i've got to want them to triumph for whatever but by that point yeah i didn't like paul he was such an egotist i kind of go either way with like awful characters sometimes Mm -hmm. they ruin a movie for me and other times i can get on board with it but i'm half and half here because Mm. you know i can appreciate the bold move of him turning into that and the film Mm. ending there so even if he redeems himself later like that Mm. hasn't happened in this film yeah and then but all the stuff with zendaya where he just like is so mean to her yeah (laughs) and then he says to his mother oh it's okay she'll get over it i've seen it Mm. Um, yeah (laughs) oh yeah that whole ending so um of course florence Pugh, who i think is one of the single greatest actors in working in films today i yeah i'm sad that she didn't get that much to do in this exactly i mean she had more to do than anya taylor joy who (laughs) (laughs) uh was in it for what 30 seconds do you think yeah yeah something like that um but she was criminally (laughs) underused and yeah that whole end thing where paul is like is saying to you know the emperor who i I sort of felt Christopher Walken was the wrong choice for that role. Like, I don't know. Walken goes into every single movie, you know, with that stigma of being Christopher Walken and being this... <laughs> I, I can't do an impression. I really wish I could. I've got to work <laughs> on that because that's one guy who I would love to be able to bust out a fresh Christopher impression. But, um, yeah, he was a bit weird. But, yeah, when Paul's saying to the Emperor, like, you know, oh, yes, I'll... I'll you know uh bow before me i'll take your daughter's hand in marriage and everything and then poor charney is just looking like dude i'm right here you know and you know what what's interesting with that i i went to see if i still had the book on the shelf because i've had it for 
so many years and haven't got around to reading it yet. Mm. And I just flicked open to a random page near the end mm. and it was that scene oh, pretty okay, much right. where, but it, it was a different mood in the book where he was going to marry her purely for strategic purposes. Mm. And then was it Charney? Mm-hmm. I keep thinking he was saying Johnny. It sounded like he it was did, calling did, her Johnny. I know. <laughs> and, I, and then I saw her name in the Charney. end credits and I'm like, oh, Charney. Okay. Yeah. And um, she was going to like be the concubine pretty much. Mm. And so I guess in this they kind of gave her, you know, she wasn't just going to be his concubine. They mm. made it a bit more of a division and have her go off on her own at the end. Yeah. But I'm curious to see how how that ends up because i'm mm. like go find someone else you don't want paul he's annoying mm. you, you can find someone a lot better than him oh look <laughs> one of the worms i think would probably be a better choice <laughs> than paul but um but that's what i mean you know with um uh how some of the characters had no arc uh particularly mm. johnny no <laughs> charney um <laughs> she was the same person by the end that she was at the beginning of the film and okay i get it now that there's obviously going to be a third one so that's fine but i i guess my my overall point is that i think this film is being overrated i think there are possibly and I'm not saying you good listeners, because honestly, you people are the best, but there are possibly some people out there who are kind of like, oh my God, this thing's got 97%, gotta go, you know, rah, 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 like looking at it like, yes, I loved it because I have to. I don't know. I've seen it happen with some films before, so I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised uh, if some happens people... happens all the time. Yeah, okay, I'm just trying to be nice here. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, like there, there are, I've looked on Letterboxd and... Uh, to the people who rated about what I did, you know, two, two and a half. And uh, yeah, a lot of people are saying, actually, some people are even saying that they thought the performances were pretty wooden in the film and stuff, which I disagree with. Um, But yeah, the characterizations I I thought could have been better. But um, yeah, there was, you know, so much... Uh, in terms of like politics and uh, you know I sort of got a vibe of like this whole sort of capitalism versus socialism thing as well in it um, and you know the whole religious thing and it but it just the story just got too I feel like bogged. though that's sort of a common thing in like old sci-fi books oh absolutely that is, yeah, yeah they have those worlds and so they flesh out in the back mm. of the book there's like hundred and no it was like 60 pages or something Mm -hmm. of appendices that have you know the history of the religion and and just some write-up stuff and and then terminology and whatever but yeah yeah, so it's like he fully created this world i don't know i didn't i don't find that stuff obviously Mm. as bad as you do Mm. i i thought it was interesting i liked the whole you know is he the chosen one Mm. kind of plot line and it was quite humorous without you know not like hey it's a comedy now but um Stilgar and his how he was mm. I just thought yeah. that was a fun sort of way to go through that journey of he believes he's the one and every time he did something mm. like the look on his face when like when he rode the worm and it was like the huge worm and everything oh yeah really fun. I, I definitely agree I thought yeah Stilgar's whole thing of is he or I think he was another one of the kind of more standout characters mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and again, that was that was definitely one of the things that I I thought was a positive. But um, 
But yeah, so look, for me, yeah, the fact the like I said, um, the story just seemed, you know, like it was chopped to pieces a bit too heavily uh, that I, by the end of it, I didn't like the main protagonists or, you know, if they are even protagonists anymore, who knows? Uh, and, and the whole religion, politics thing and everything, it just, yeah... It, uh, there, there were a couple of moments last night I was feeling my eyes getting a little bit heavy um, and of course Kylie sitting between us uh, was just yeah she was she was fully into uh, into sleep mode by the end of the film but uh, but she it's that's not the movie's fault that is not like. the movie's fault no she had had a very long day <laughs> and she is six months pregnant and uh, I'm trying to make sure she doesn't drink giant worm piss because I've seen what happens to babies now. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I yeah, I mean, I didn't I don't know. hate the film. I, I have a thing with these movies because like the first movie, we saw it at the cinema and I actually never got around to rewatching it. I mm. never felt the, the urge, mm. like, I've got to watch it again. And so I watched it again on the weekend mm-hmm. and um, it's one of those movies that just, kind of really drew me in it didn't have a lot of plot there wasn't a lot going on mm. but it's just that sort of captivating world and everything mm-hmm. and i feel like this one is kind of similar mm. like there's apart from him doing the test and riding the worm mm-hmm. and and maybe the gladiator scene like there's not a whole lot of big standout moments that you mm. think about but i feel like this will be the same that when i watch it i'm just captivated in, in the world so um, at the moment, I haven't rated it yet because I'm still trying to decide, but I feel mm-hmm. like I'm probably going to put it on the same as the first one mm-hmm. maybe because I feel like the mood of the films and everything, like it's done really well to be one full story. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are seeing it at the cinema that way and I just can't imagine sitting at the cinema for five and a half hours or whatever oh, it is when you God, put them no. together. No. But it would be really good to watch them back to back for the story Mm, aspects yeah but i would maybe have to do that like over two nights or something yeah yeah. sit down all at once but i'll probably do that one day just to see Mm. them close together i'm hoping that the third film is going to redeem the second film for me uh which you know it is possible i mean if the third film if something super interesting happens with paul and jessica and you know i actually start liking them again um and you know charney's character is is developed a bit more and and not only that like a you know yeah it sort of disappointed me that they did hint at this romance between paul and charney and then it never happened now there are probably people out there who have read all the june books and Uh, i I assumed that it did happen well yeah but because like he's waking up from nightmares and she's right there with Mm. him so i took that to mean that they've got together and you know because it's skipping time Mm. but the fact that they're sleeping in the same place together and all of that i I just assumed that they were a couple and that's why it was such a big deal later on and he's just like hey i'm gonna marry florence Pugh." yeah but you know if you if you assume things you make an ass out of hume or something, whatever they say. Um, well, hey, it's, you know, mm. that's the thing. You interpret the movies how you yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. But look, yeah. And the fact that they're telling each other, you know, that they love each other. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, that's what I mean. That, that uh, It just kind of, that 
plot thread. No, I, just I went just nowhere assumed for that me. they are just like in a relationship and they just haven't like they didn't show any mm. like sex scenes or anything like that yeah. in that. But I assumed that they were happening. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, look, I'm I'm hoping that the third film is going to come out and look, I'll, I'll check it out. Um, like I said, I did not hate this film by any means. I I liked it. I didn't love it though. Um, and I thought the first one was vastly better. But hopefully, I find that interesting. Well, I did too. Just because... just because they're so similar. That, oh yeah. That you had such a big difference between in your experience mm. of each one but this is the thing see the first one had a story that i got on board yeah with. it was sort of a setup um i liked the characters i liked wondering where things were gonna go i i loved the relationship between paul and jessica i um the, oh man there were so many things i really enjoyed about the first one um and so it all came down to story really for me uh in a lot of ways but um but yeah, so hopefully this third one is going to come along and, and I'll watch it and I'll be like, ah, okay, let's rewatch the second one. And because I mean, at this point in time, I have no desire to probably watch the second one again. Um, as much as I loved how it looked and how much I loved Austin Butler in it, um, that's not quite enough to really make me want to <laughs> devote another you know almost three hours to it again um yeah so i'll keep my fingers crossed for the third one so hurry up dinas go out and make the third one so i can like the second one hopefully he, he's apparently said he won't be rushed so i don't know mm. if that's even sort of in any kind of development at the moment or not. Um, but at the same he has time, writing it. I, I, I hope he does something else in between because mm. um, especially after watching Prisoners mm -hmm. and now wanting to, like after Prisoners and Arrival and these movies, mm. um, I just want to go watch as much of his filmography as I can find. Mm. And so I kind of would like to have something else mm. <laughs> from him that's a bit more you know sort of grounded like prisoners or something because prisoners as as you know is just an amazing film and it's that so right. kind of <laughs> small in scale mm. like but this the you know same thing it's uh, something in the films to have the amazing performances that mm. you know you get people who can do a lot without going too far over the top and really putting in their amazing performances and i want more of that before we go back to june world so we'll see so my takeaway from that is that you prefer your denus to be small rather than bigger <laughs> is that what you're saying depends how you look at it yeah 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 well you know they say it's not the size of the denus it's uh you know how entertaining it is um i think so <laughs> Yeah, uh, please, please cut back. I didn't kill the conversation, did I? <laughs> I hope not because we're recording it. So we've got to keep going. Um, but no, look, uh, that's pretty much all I had to say about uh, about this film as far as like an in-depth review of it. Um, yeah, like I said, I yeah definitely didn't hate it by any means. Uh, I mean, you know, it was, it was no Oppenheimer. 
Um, <laughs> just to say something else slightly controversial that people are going to be like, oh my God, we're never listening to this again. Um, yeah, but but you said that a little ambiguously. Yeah, I, I guess I did. Yeah. Now, what I meant was I thought Oppenheimer was a piece of absolute shit and uh, I would I would rather watch well, okay, part now, two now again. Well, okay, now you're fully gone there now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to... Uh, I, I don't mince words, you know, I'm a straight shooter. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's... I disagree with that, by the way. I Oppenheimer mm. disappointed me because it was so anticipated for me because Killian Murphy and... You know, I really love Interstellar and Dunkirk, so mm. Mm. any Nolan film, I'm like ready to be blown away, and I mm. wasn't. But it, it's definitely not shit. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> you know that depends who you ask, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's fine. No, I um, yeah. So yeah, look, I, I yeah, one day I might give Dune Part Two another look. I don't know because then oh, before number three. Oh yeah, actually yeah, that's a good point because if it takes him like ten years to come up with the third one or something, <laughs> um, I may need a refresher. But um, yeah, like I mean, look if 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 I if somebody sat me down and said, oh, I really want to watch Dune Part Two, I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, no, please, like anything but that. Uh, you know, like I would if someone said, let's watch Oppenheimer. But, um, or most of Christopher Nolan's uh, okay, other films. Okay, okay. Oppenheimer mm. or Bo is Afraid? Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, to bring up our scale again. Oh, wow. Talk about putting me on the spot. Um, Oppenheimer. Yeah. You, you'd pick that. Yeah, I'm only choosing Oppenheimer now because I can just imagine there are a lot of Dune Part 2 fans who liked Oppenheimer as well because... I kind of got a similar vibe from the two. Like Oppenheimer was bogged down in a lot of science talk and things that just kind of, you know, scrambled my brains a little bit. And that's a little bit how I felt with Dune Part 2 and all the sort of religion and politics and stuff. So tell uh, you what, I I would most gladly don't even have to think about it. I'd definitely be watching Oppenheimer rather than Bo is Afraid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I'd probably get my dick caught in an incinerator than watch <laughs> Bo is Afraid again. So, um, yeah, just, you know, that that's my level of uh, how I felt about Bo is Afraid. Sorry but... to Bo is Afraid, friends, but, I mean, you know, we mm. all have our own opinions and that's what makes us all interesting. Exactly. And we wish we could have liked Bo is Afraid because... Uh, yeah. oh, we were excited. Ariaster. Yeah, 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 exactly. But uh, anyway, we're talking about the wrong movie at the moment. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, Tangent. <laughs> did you have anything you wanted to say uh, about Dune Part 2 before we uh, get out of here? Or uh... I think we've covered everything that stood out to me. Mm, yes, I think so too. All right. Well, there we go. That wraps up our very first episode of Cinema Scene um a a title which we came up with about what, a minute and a half before we hit record um but uh yeah no stay tuned because yeah every time we go see a uh movie at a premiere we'll uh we'll yeah come and do this and get a review out there uh solely based on that movie alone so there you go all right well uh I've, i don't even know what the next one will be at this point so um yeah, I don't know. We'll just make it up as we go along. We do that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So thank you very much, everybody. Uh, stay tuned for the next proper episode, which will be 
coming out uh i don't know when this episode's coming out so yeah but it'll be uh i think it was friday the friday the something of march uh the 8th yeah friday the 8th of march that's when the next proper episode's coming out so stay tuned for that uh yeah thanks for coming on by by all means go check out dune part two go and support it um yeah i mean obviously i am in the minority um so yes go watch it you will love it more than i did and then come back and let us know what you thought find us if you just google dan and frankie go to hollywood on on well google because that's the best place to google things i guess oh god what am i doing um yes you'll you'll find us but uh at the socials we're at dan underscore and underscore frankie on uh twitter and facebook or you can email us at dan and frankie podcast at either gmail or outlook.com if you want to write a massive diatribe about how Oppenheimer is the best movie ever made and I'm an absolute No, no, idiot. no, June, June 2. Keep no, it, no, no. Keep, keep it on topic. No, no, no. They're probably going to want to be like, this guy said things about Oppenheimer. <laughs> I've got to tell him what I think. What does he know about movies? How dare he have a podcast? Um, I, I would like to see that. That'd be entertaining. It would be entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, so get in touch with us. Come and have a chat. Uh, but in the meantime, that is bye from me. And is it bye from you, or are you going to stick around yep. for a while? Bye from me. Oh, I'm out all of here. Right. Fair enough. All right, we'll catch you on the next one. Beep.